Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into the drive here. On 93.9 The Ville, Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever here. The phone lines are open. 8150-93.9-3831-93.9 for the UPS Jobs text line. Join us uh, that way as well. We have not spent uh, a ton of time on last night's win. We did a, a chunk of the first hour, but to get back to it, uh, we are still, I think, Tyler, relatively uh, encouraged by by it for just exactly what it is. And and letting it yeah. uh, without and, like I think you almost ruin it if you try to extrapolate from it. Like let's just let oh, it be what I it think was. The, they I won. think there there are people who are attempting to to do so. <laughs> I mean, look, here's a great example, and I don't I don't understand this, and I guess I have to maybe, and I don't know. I've worked in sports for close to ten years now. I was a diehard sports fan. I think I have a pretty good pulse of of culture and whatever. But like here's so. On Twitter, at Tyler underscore Griever, I put out a video that, that Zach Greenwell shared with me. He's the Louisville men's basketball sports information director. And Louisville's players are dancing in the locker room, like having fun. No, it's not like a crazy dance or anything. I think it's a pretty right. standard dance you see from players or teams after they won or they're just, you know, happy. And some of the responses uh, are negative, of course, because, you know, people are going to do that. And one of them, this latest quote tweet, this is such a losing culture. Dancing when you get your first conference win when 80% of the season is done. Sorry, team. Why? Why? Why is that a losing culture? I have to, I have to ask that. And this, and and let's, let's, we can pull receipts. Where are the two guys who literally just did a show on Sunday that got posted on Monday questioning this entire idea of the whole culture's working? So this is not coming from the PR arm of UofL basketball. We keep it pretty real here on this show. I'm just trying to understand what exactly is this magical culture that everybody has in mind and what it's supposed to look like. Because I do not get it. And I need it explained to me like I'm three years old. Because if they won that game last night and everybody comes into the news conference stone-faced, unhappy, whatever, what's the reaction then? I'll tell you what it is. It's, man, these guys really don't care. They're checked out completely. And if you're telling me differently, I, I'm gonna, I don't do this very often, but I will sit here and tell you you are wrong. Because... I read the texts that come in the show every week. I listen to the calls. I see your stuff on social media. We talk about this whole caring thing all the time as a big problem. They cared last night. They celebrated. They did that. So I there's like a disconnect there that I'm not quite understanding. Well, I don't know what how large the percentage of people who are. I don't fighting. think it's a large percentage. Yeah. I, I, I hate, and you know what? That's I'll take something on that. That's my fault because I'm not trying to amplify like it's an overall problem that like we give 
a small group or a small percentage like too loud of a voice yeah. on something that is not representative of the true feeling. A majority of things with that tweet are very positive as a whole, but it's I do think like parsing through a little bit of it is interesting because I'm just like what what is the what are we doing here? What is the point of it? Like I don't well, get, you know? It's the same it's the same as the debate we had when Louisville beat Virginia in football. Yeah. And and it was, you know, and, and they did the whole video and everything and it became a sh- like should this team be celebrating that win? I think what Nick Coffey said something smart about it or something. You know that it was dorky that they were but that's that's what they do after every win. Like that's the thing. It's their thing. And and I don't understand anybody who is who thinks that like that there's something negative about celebrating winning a game. They didn't, you know, they they won a game and they they're happy about it. It's been a rough year. I, it's like that people want them to be miserable every second until they're good again, right? Because they are miserable every second. Yeah, I, it's a it, look. It's a projection. That's all. That's all I can come to. But there also, I also think there are there are some people who who think if I let them have any positivity they'll think I'm okay with all of this. Right. Well, and that's that's the larger problem as a whole. Because I, I realize this is difficult in 2023. But as I, I you know, if if I ever have just a, just a fully dedicated show, if I ever get Mark off here and it's just my full dedicated show, we might just have to call it like gray area or something or not mutually exclusive because I'm going to hammer this damn point home anytime anybody wants to give me airtime. Guys, multiple feelings can be true. I'm going to say it again. Multiple feelings can be true. You can be pissed off at how this season has gone, and you are right to be pissed off at how this season has gone because they're three and freaking 19. They're terrible. We get that. You can feel that way. And also be happy with a win. There's nothing wrong with that. Nobody, you're not in a camp because of that. You're not assigned anything because of that. It's not that difficult. I realize this is a losing battle, but come on. Just just a little bit of rationality. I'm just asking for a little bit. I'm not asking for a lot. Just a little bit of rationality. It's all I'm trying to get here. I uh, I also was thinking about this yesterday a little bit. It's very prevalent now everywhere, and and certainly in Louisville with various debates about attendance for football last year, basketball now. Uh, but you hear it in, in fan bases all the time. I know Iowa fans right now are about to mutiny with, with yesterday's yeah, that, that's, the, that with, was not good. But when, when did it become so commonplace for people to talk – and and decide things so out loud primarily concerned with whether it will keep things the same or not you know the thinking like my support is going to be like i'm going to do what i'm going to do with engineering a specific outcome in mind you know like i'm i don't want to go to the games because then they'll think i support this guy and i just don't i don't remember it always being that way in my lifetime yeah i mean I don't quite understand it. And, you know, it actually, I'll, I'll give a personal example. I've said on here multiple times that this Ravens season was probably uh, one of the least enjoyable ones I could remember for a variety. The Bucks. Yeah, like I did not enjoy it at all. And I was watching the Bengal playoff game, and I went in with zero expectations. I actually felt quite negative about it. I was like, nah, there's no way. This is whatever. And then I was watching the game, and I was like realizing, just like I actually like enjoy watching like football. It's so, like why, like who cares? So, like it doesn't matter. And you know, I actually started having fun watching the game to the point that when the fumble happened, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. That you know, Hubbard picks up a go. I actually had like no big reaction to it. I was, I mean, like yeah, obviously I'm disappointed. I'm not happy with it, but like I was just like, ah, okay, all right, that happened. And I, when I was like younger and stuff, like I would have something like that happened, I probably would have been pissed if I would affect affected oh, my yeah. mood like all day, things like that. You just consume it differently. Like it, there's, you have to, or you know, as a Caps fan, before they won the cup, they were choke artists, and everybody knew it. 
they they blew leads in the playoffs. They lost to team, you know, Ovechkin can't break through or whatever. And, and there was a certain segment where it's like, well, why do you keep having hope about it? Like, what is it? You know what's going to happen. And it's like that feeling of things. Like, you, you have this incessant, like, desire to be right about it as opposed to just having a little bit of fun with it. And, and that's just weird to me. Like, this is sports, dude. Like, just... You're just, it's a game. You just watch. You just watch. You, you hope it turns out differently. I'm not, you know, there, there's more serious stuff we get into with these topics, of course, and we all care about it. But, like, you know, if, if you, again, if you can't just enjoy some little things here and there, then this whole experience is not going to be fun for you. 81 59 through 9. That's uh, the number if you want to get in here. Let's get Cody in here. He's been waiting. Cody, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the show. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Tyler, I got to say, man, you're a beast, dude. Like, I love your coverage on the team. Like, you do an awesome job, bro. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. No, anytime. I, I love it when you're on the air. Also, I've been doing hella overtime at work, so you guys have been uh, carrying me through my shifts, so I, I appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, uh, so last night, I, I feel like that that's how I expected them to play uh, going into this season, not pretty, but the effort being 110%, you're going to out-rebound teams. You're, you know, that, 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 that's what I expected. And it's like, you guys can, can do this, have that similar amount of effort every single game, man. Like, I, I, I'm, I, I go back to the stuff that Maven says about getting low and boxing out and then really using your legs. I mean, like, they, they, they did that last night, man. It's like, if you – you just hustle and, and, and grab rebounds and play good defense. Like, you know, you can ink out some wins, man. But I, I got to say, when Emmanuel threw down that dunk, I haven't let out a guttural scream like that yeah. all season long. So he's automatically my favorite player now. <laughs> automatically. Yeah. So th- that's all I got, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, Cody. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think Okorafor is a great, so far, is a great example of what Jeff Walls was talking about. You know, a couple of weeks ago where Jeff Walls said, you know, the fans will continue to come out when you're not winning if they know you're desperate and and leave it all out there. And, yeah. and I, I really do think Okorafor is a great example of that, where the fans, he is appealing. It's fun to watch. When he gets the ball, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. You know, like, I, in a good way. <laughs> you know, I... I think he's going to be a fan favorite because of how his energy and effort level sticks out. And I do wonder if it's rubbing off at least a little bit. Cause I felt like, you know how sometimes when you have an old dog and then they get around a, a, a young dog, the old dog will suddenly have all a lot more life. Like I felt like Jalen Withers played a lot more confidently and kind of carefree last night without being reckless. Uh, and I, is a core for rubbing off on people in practice? I I think you can allow yourself to think that at this point in the year they needed some sort of, like, I hesitate to say a, a full-on spark plug or something like that, but somebody to just come in and maybe just open your, let, like open your eyes a little energy. bit. Just say, okay, wow, yeah, this guy's going, like, really hard out here. Like, I'm, you know, first of all, he's going to take my minutes if I don't step up and match this a little bit. Uh, I, I don't want to make this out to be like, you know, this guy is coming in to, to save the energy, the campaign or whatever, but he's just a positive note. He's, I think so far he's been a positive influence. And, you know, I somebody texted this in and I actually thought um, this is this is an interesting text and in the, the, the basketball program has taken so many negative turns for long before Tyler has been here, long-term supporters have been so involved in negativity that it's hard to get out of it. I celebrated only after I made myself realize that I needed to recognize the win was fun. Hard to get out of the funk. You know what? That's a totally reasonable response. Yeah. Seriously. I can recognize that. Totally. It's been rough, man. Louisville basketball has not been Louisville basketball since, I mean, God, when? Like, when's the last point you would really point to and say that that was Louisville basketball? I, I fully empathize with that, which is, again, and I'm glad this, this person recognized it there, was to say that that's why you do have to take a step back every now and then and just like, damn, man, enjoy some hoops. Enjoy enjoy when you win. It's fun. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that. 
Um, as somebody just texted, no, you're not a robot for thinking that. Mark and I are not sitting here, you know, printing the Kenny Payne propaganda posters as we speak from 93.9. That's not happening. Uh, in fact, I think we've been really critical of him this year, deservedly so. I'm still critical of him. I, I say all of this today, and I still can't tell you, like, I don't, I'm not sold on there being a real scheme or like what the plan is or I think it was a total misevaluation of the roster's talent. All of that could still be true while recognizing that a group can have fun. It can be. It just can be. The only opinion that I really have issue with, well, I, let me say there's two. Uh, one, uh, are the people who are essentially trying to sort of gaslight all of us and say like all of this is fine why are, why are you outraged like making it about me but the the people who feel i think free to not just not like the results or not like the job kenny's doing and feel i think justified or at least comfortable with some really kind of gross like character assassination type things and insults about how hard he might be working just because you don't like how he looks when he's on the sideline or something like that. I hate all of that. Those are the only, about the only invalid opinions that I'll listen to. So if you think he should be fired right now, fine. If you think he should be fired at the end of the year, fine. If you think he should get three years or five years, fine. Uh, it's just I think the ones that are irrational are the ones I just don't want to listen to. I, I think I agree. And, and someone just say, am I allowed to be thrilled with the win but also feel like three wins is still not at all acceptable? Yes, 100%. No question at all. Well, if you listen to, to, to Kenny last night, I actually think Kenny last night gave a little bit on that more than he has in previous uh, availabilities. Uh, he had the the phrase, uh, what did he say? It was, yeah, we'll be better next year. I don't know how it could be any worse. Yeah, it was like, oh, that's a good answer. Oh, that's not a good answer. <laughs> I but, didn't, you know, like at first I was like, all right, here we go. I was like, oh, I don't like that answer at all. But but it was realistic and it was a yeah. concession to everybody of like, yeah, I, I'm aware of how horrible this is right right now. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's I, I think the overall point is like you do not have to force yourself to be miserable or negative to hold strong on a position that, like, you are protecting the the standard that is Louisville basketball. Does that make sense? Like, you don't have to do that to be able to say, like, look, we got to get back to where we're used to. No, I think everybody absolutely understands that, 100%. But I don't think that means you can just, you, you just got to, you know, sulk or, or scream through every day. I, I really don't. I maybe... I am missing something on that, but I just don't think you have to do that. Texture says, suggests that Louisville's win at Duke, which was uh, capped with the uh, the very the now sort of well-known Malik Williams dunk, there was the last time it felt like Louisville basketball. That might be right. I, it's hard to think of another one uh, since then that, that brings anywhere near kind of the same thing. I think, I think that was the one. That was so thoroughly satisfying. Yeah. And I think everyone desperately misses that. Oh yeah, and, and look. Uh, I don't there's no moment like that coming like this season. There, yeah. there's not going to be there's not going to be a win or a a play or anything like that that's that's going to make you arrive at the point that like all right, this is starting to feel right again. No, of course not. The only time that that's even feasible was that if they win at the rate that that you're Used to can they show some signs here and there, or maybe grasping it between you know now and let's just say the the first stretch of next season? Because let's be real, next season will be the only way you can really fulfill something like that. Right? Th- then yeah, but th- there's nothing. The most you can hope for through the rest of this season, because obviously the the, the wins and losses are so far out, out the window at this point that who knows what the record's going to be. It's like. Now, if you're the team, you have to be able to latch on to what you got to experience in celebrating last night and 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 keep using that as a motivating factor to keep doing some of the little things that we have talked about through this show that did play uh, an integral part in getting a win last night. <laughs> 
texture says Louisville basketball died when David Levitch's hair left. He did have <laughs> very, very nice hair. He really did. This is an interesting one. I was on an indoor soccer team in fourth grade. This is the text. We were awful and our coach was terrible. All the players were miserable. The last game she gave up and played us at different positions we wanted. And it was an absolute blast. I still vividly remember that game at age 35. <laughs> you know, we had an intramural uh, flag football team at Mizzou. And we were by far the worst team in the league. Uh, we like We played against people that had like legit plays. It's oh not, boy! Oh yeah! Isn't no, that like, scary. There, yeah. there might not Congrats be. Congrats on trying hard. Yeah, there was. <laughs> there were. But there, there might not be a worse feeling than showing up to something like hoop it up or one of oh, those, yeah. and like some people got wristbands and plays and hand signals. I feel like, man, we are gonna get trubbed. There was. Uh, there were groups who had clearly practiced some things, and I think we lost every game until the last one of the year. We won it, and we were and we won it on like a last second pass, and man, we were we were vibing. We were loving it. What position did you play on the team, Tyler? Uh, I played like safety on defense, and I think I ran some route, like you know, just tried to catch the balls on offense. But I, got, I think I got a pick. possession receiver. Uh, yeah, you know, real gritty, just a, just high IQ player. Fundamentally sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big time. I did get a pick though. I definitely baited a guy into a pick. I was not like fast enough nor athletic enough to be confident in my ability to ed read somebody and bait them but i did do it that night and i was proud i screwed up on the return i should have taken a cut that i would isn't that stupid that my mom can remember something like that that like i should have cut like inside as opposed to going out and i think i could have scored on it like why the hell do i remember that it makes no sense that's crazy just says anybody who has plays for flag football is an effing loser. I mean, <laughs> I'm serious, man. We we showed up a couple times, and there was like one team who was like, I don't know how to compare. I compare it to when you play somebody in Madden, and there's like a really cheap trick that they know works every single play, and you can't stop it. I can't remember what rule in that flag football league they were exposing, but they just like they did that over and over again and i was just sitting there i was like are we serious right how is this fun for anybody come on now like what are we doing uh we had a really nice intramural field and uh, it was stan they still have it stankowski field at mizzou good times good times this was is, the sun ever out for any of that the sun yes, yes Missouri, oh yeah in my mind i always very forget. much this in is your interpretation of it yeah yes. this is always your thought on it yeah it is. For, we played at night most of the time so no huh? sorry you, i don't know how you can tell the difference really <laughs> i've never seen the sun it's actually the entire missouri student body is vampires <laughs> at least is that the hakeem nicks laugh no that's a ross mcmaines is it <laughs> God, what's that guy doing? I have no clue. Can you find out what is he Ross back in Australia right now? I'm. I don't know. I don't know. No clue what he's doing. Uh, I would. <laughs> I have never been to one of the Gasback softball games. That's true. Uh, I when it, when it comes to like what we're talking about the competitiveness, your, your your flag football league, you know, all that that sort of thing. I think the thing that is settling in for Kenny and for all of us that he sh he needs to be acutely aware of. He definitely cannot win people back in a single game. Of that course is impossible. Not. It wouldn't have mattered what they did last night, and not, nor should he be able to, but he can't. But he can give it all away in one game. And that's the thing that I think is really killing him in people's eyes right now is that they've not been able to stack one thing on top of another. You, you get a good thing here and there, and then it just sinks. You know, you yep. got to start immediately sort of plugging in a next thing and get a foundation and build on it. And instead, it's just the same. Uh, or, or you get a good performance, and then it's gone immediately, and everything comes right back. And I do think it would be incredibly demoralizing, yet again, if they play just a listless, sloppy game against Florida yeah. State on Saturday. No, absolutely. I, I, I'm 100% with that. It is the most intriguing thing to watch on Saturday is some of the effort plays. You saw some of the energy, some of the you know the barking here and there and, and, and having fun with fans. It's like, can you, can you sustain any of that against Florida State on Saturday and, and really carry it forward? Like That's as big of a test 
as anything else uh, for this group. And that's about the the max of like what they can really prove to anybody down the stretch of these games. What is it, nine regular season games left before the ACC tournament, I think? Yep. That amount? Yeah, it's that's the thing I want to see more than anything. Also, someone just texted that Ross is out there teaching kangaroos to hoop. And I, think I would watch that. I would. I was about to say, if that's a possibility, I, I would absolutely want to see Kangaroos play basketball. My friend Mark from Wave, what's up, Mark? He said, Tyler, have you ever played Ultimate Frisbee? No, I haven't. I suck at throwing a Frisbee. I don't know why. How about disc golf? Nope. Never done it. Never done. I'm not a golfer, like traditional golf. I don't really golf. Oh, me either. either. I don't do that either. You don't either? That's great because everybody no. I talk to is like, oh, you got to get into it, man. You I'm not a golfer. I, I just I feel a lot golf. of self I see that, but I do want to do top golf. I do want to do that. Yeah. So I I do. I was talking to Kenny Klein about that actually uh, the other day before. Oh, you want to pick that buddies. name up? Jeez. Well, Kenny? Ah, we love yeah. Everybody loves Kenny. Kenny's a big talk, top <laughs> golf guy. I know that. But uh, I, yeah, it seems I know Top Golf was a huge controversy here. It was. Funny <laughs> so to funny. shoot it down. That was so funny to me. Uh, but I've never been. I don't know anything about it. I just, I mean, what you just go up there and hit some, hit some I, long I've ones. I've been once. And, Have you ever played Mario drink? Golf? Mario Golf? Yeah. Uh, I think once briefly. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a mode on there where basically, like, there's just like giant targets out in the field, and you try to or, hit it. or areas, yeah, and, and they basically scores it for you based on sort of how close you get to various or where oh, you wow. get the ball, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. And lights that are so bright they unblind the blind. Apparently. Wow. They were what was claimed. And so I, I would compare it to like I don't, I'm not like a bowler, but I think bowling can be fun even if you're bad at it. Bowling is fun. Uh, like I, I want to try Vernon Lanes. Uh, I've never really gone there, but, I, the, you know, it seems to have a pretty cool vibe to it and try to, what is, hold on, this is very interesting. This seems like a very narrative text. It is, Tyler, in 1994, I broke down on my way back to pharmacy school in KU at KU in Boonville, Missouri. I know about Boonville. I called the AAA lady on my Motorola bag phone. She said, where are you? I said, can't you just triangulate my position? <laughs> <laughs> the, the stupidest thing I ever said. Ah, that's wow. That's that was that's phenomenal. I know exactly where Boonville, Missouri is. Boonville Pirates, what, Boonville High School. What word would you use to describe Boonville, Missouri? Uh, I, there's nothing too descriptive that comes to mind. Uh, I mean, when I was in college, I I used to obviously I worked for the part of the curriculum that was the University of Missouri School of Journalism. Hat tip, love it always. Uh, is to work at the local NBC affiliate, which is KOMU, was part of the curriculum. And uh, so, you know, every Friday night we'd go out and shoot high school games, and Boonville was one of the ones in the viewing area. And, I mean, you see a lot of places in Missouri that you probably never would have seen before by doing it. And it's a lot of small towns and communities who, who love some high school football, so that's why I know what about the Boonville, Boonville Pirates, baby. All about them. All right, let's go ahead and take our last break here. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on this one here on the Drive on the Ville. Be right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever. Tyler, I will say last night, a core force dunk. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it elicited a lot of... Um, Primal reactions? Yes, from a lot of people, including, I think I actually saw my son, like... Get the the bug 
for watching sports. <laughs> you know, he's only seven. Save him. And, and it, just well, save him. You know, like the dunk goes in, and he sat up and goes ooh, and then stayed, watched the rest of the game, and then afterwards wanted to watch more YouTube dunks. Oh man! After that, so like, uh, it, you're done. It struck a nerve with him at least. Yeah, you're done. That kid has no idea. Yep. No clue. By the way, I, I will go ahead and just uh, declare for him, son. I hope you'll forgive me for this. Uh, enjoy it. Enjoy watching the dunks because you will never be doing the dunks. Wow. Unbelievable. Never happening. This Not man happening. is on the air right now crushing his kids' dreams. It's unbelievable. Saying, I know, it's really I just, want, just. I want him to have big dreams but <laughs> realistic dreams. Okay. And dunking a basketball is not going to be one of them. He's going to do it once, just to spite me, Mark. I, you know what's going to happen? He's going to grow up and be like 6'5". I used to consider, like, what is, like, the the best feeling you could have when you make a play in sports? Like, is it, you know, mossing somebody for a touchdown or, like, really getting a good hit on somebody, jacking a home run or whatever? I think dunking on someone would be pretty sweet if I could do that. I can't. And I was never able to. But. I would, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about because I've thought about this too. I think individually, I can't imagine what would feel better. And I think they're, I think they're almost even. Than, like the the monstrous of home runs, to just swing dur- like through the ball and and have yeah. it and have it disappear. You know, the, I I can't because it's just a, it's a total rejection like here's this fast pitch see if you can hit it and oh i I can hit it in fact i can hit the hell out of it my buddy has to feel amazing my buddy just texted me uh, my buddy spencer texted me a world cup goal i think that would be pretty cool if you could score just as an individual though like yeah the good feel of that moment knocking someone out like (laughs) yeah you know the the when you connect on the punch and it just goes right through the guy and it's definitive. It is dominant. Like that, I can't imagine what that feels like. Yeah, I would say. I feel like a a really nice game winning like buzzer beater would be pretty dope too. Like if if you really just like created some crazy shot. Kamari Lands was hilarious last night after talking about that three. Did you see that? Just reminded me. Did you hear that? After the I did game. not hear that clip. No, what did he say? Yeah, so he was uh, – Tom Lane asked him about – Tom Lane from DRB asked him uh, just taking him through that shot because it was like a sidestep three. It was kind of – you know, it was almost like a prayer, frankly. It wasn't a good shot. Um, and Kamari was like really confident in it. And he said that. He's like, yeah, I, th- I thought it was good coming off my hands. And Jalen Withers is snickering behind him. And you could see it like the whole time, and Kabari noticed it. He's like, "Look, he can laugh all he wants. Like I, I, I knew it was good. I knew it was good." And then like he <laughs> finished his answer, and he like sits back as somebody else is asking her a question, and Jalen just dapped him up. Like <laughs> it was, it was really just a funny interaction, like as a whole. And, and honestly, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about, it's little stuff like that too, to me that that. You know, sometimes I think when when seasons like this are happening and you start to uh, wonder about, like, what the real dynamics are or anything else, you start to question, like, is everybody, like, getting along or liking each other or whatever? And it's a little stuff that like that that maybe gives you a little bit of, all right, maybe, you know, it seems like these guys don't, like, hate each other or something. That's not, like, the reason they're losing or whatever. I don't know if that was ever a real consideration but it's it's little stuff like that that gives you a little bit of insight into it well and i think you'd like instead of being maybe annoyed by the fact that they were as happy as they were after the game or that sort of thing that if there's anybody you'd like to maybe get a little bit of a wind it would be some of the younger guys like lands because i i think you would like him to be a big part of whatever your plans are for a year too if you're kenny and the staff and i think I am hopeful that at least the really young guys will emerge out of this with, with something positive uh, to build on. A core four is off to a nice start. Uh, I, I, Lance hitting that shot, maybe that, maybe that sort of propels him, uh, because there there, pro- there really is no replacement for knowing you've done it before. No, there's not. And I actually think Kamari as a whole last night 
played yeah. a pretty decent game. I mean, he had five rebounds, uh, 11 points, two assists, six of six of the line. He is good from the free throw line as a whole. Uh, he's a very he's been an in- interesting piece to me all season because I remember early on I thought he got some pretty open looks and I'm like those should fall at some point. Uh, I don't think he's really had like a quote unquote big game as as a freshman quite yet. But he's someone who everybody saw coming in thought had the the talent to produce. And when you go through a season like this, I mean it's it's rough obviously, and it's like can you wade your way through that and pull yourself out of it to like really try and find a groove over this last stretch. He'll be an interesting guy to watch. Well, and again, you I think you would have to hope that he is uh, he's one of the pieces you have an opportunity to build around uh, with a with a year two. And I'm I'm hopeful that we get more of the young guys. I mean, I I still really think we would all love to see Fabio and L together right out of the gate. I mean, how how surprised were you, even though they won? How surprised were you last night that there were no lineup changes? I, I was five. I was definitely pretty surprised, honestly, especially because the young guys had come in the game before and at least like showed some energy and some fight in the second half. Like uh, the fact that Hersey Miller played four minutes and Zam play, excuse me, Zam Payne played two and Fabio Basili played none and Devin Reed didn't play any was just like. I, you know, again, this is still being critical while acknowledging that it was a win. Like I still, that stuff that's got to change to me. Like you, you have to figure out a way to give those guys more run, more game time to to see what's going on. Like even uh, honestly, even if you don't love what they're giving you right now in practice or whatever, like there's some unknown there that I think you got to try and figure out. Especially with, with Fabio, will have stretches where. He looks like he's given some spark. And then I've seen other stretches with him this year that show exactly why Kenny's not playing him very much. Like, you've yeah. gotten a little bit of both. And now, in a crucial part of the game last night, is that the time to try it out? No. Earlier in the game, when it's still kind of going back and forth, maybe that's a little bit better of a ground for it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that that's stuff that I think needs to change. Uh, when I look at some of the minute distribution... Okorafor only played nine minutes. Roosevelt Wheeler played 11. Uh, I don't think Rose is going to play more than him down the stretch. Just judging from the the comments of everybody involved, it seems like there's there's high hopes for Emmanuel from the staff. And Rose, I think, came in with that, but there hasn't been as much built on with this staff compared to the previous. So uh, to see how that shakes out, Sidney Curry played 18 minutes. Uh, out of all the starters, it was by far the least. So, you know, and I still think you're waiting to see something from Sid. Honestly, like, at least Jalen is getting, you're starting to produce a little bit. And there was a there was a bite from Kenny after the game about talking to, talking to Jalen before, I think earlier in the day, kind of saying he needed more out of him, something along those lines. But, you know, Sid has not had that. Really, there were a couple games where you thought it might be coming on, but it just not it just hasn't happened for him this year. I uh, I saw Roosevelt Wheeler last night uh, do something in the first half where he got shot faked, you know, in transition. A guy looked like he was going to maybe shoot a a transition three, and he got kind of pump faked in the air. Just kind of flew by the guy. I think you know what I'm talking about. Flew guy by the guy, and then just kind of danced along the baseline and kind of waving his arms like like a weird super 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 expressive shrug that he had gotten shot faked mm-hmm. and then the guy just stepped up and, and scored and it was like what are you doing <laughs> and I, I i think unlike some of the guys who look who look like uh they're not trying particularly hard at times with <laughs> with wheeler i feel like do you like, are you paying attention? Like, he he looks like kind of a goofball, you know. Like, like he's he's like this isn't serious to him, you know. He's like, ah, oh, I got faked out. Ah, oh, I'm just gonna swing my arms around for a while. While the guy goes and scores instead of recovering, like he just doesn't look like it's all that uh 
serious to him. It's I've, I've seen very few players where I just look like they're kind of goofing off. Well, I think he, he can be a frustrating case because he's a guy who, first of all, you look at Rose and you're like, that guy looks like he's he's built to... Yeah, you want the guy off the bus. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's a big dude. He's long. He can be physical. And, like, you've seen flashes of it before. I, I still remember when Chris Back was here, he loved what Rose brought as a rebounder, like Mike Pegues liked him. Uh, and, and coming into the season, I thought he would be a guy again, and this is more of a back to the criticisms of Kenny when it comes to that whole big man whisperer thing and big man development. I thought Rose would be a, a beneficiary of that, uh, and it has not come to fruition there. Um, so that has not fully clicked. Uh, again, last night, I'm not here to tell you he played great. I I probably would have given a few more minutes to Emmanuel as opposed to him. I, I will say I do think he's he's a physical guy, but it, it just has not translated into anything being like a tangible benefit or production for, for this group this year. Uh, so he he's a hard one to figure out. And, and I think he's an interesting case to evaluate as like, is he going to be back next year? Like, or is he going to try and test waters elsewhere? Just say, you know, that this hasn't really added up to what I thought it was going to be through two years, and I want to go try something else out in our school. I don't know. It's going to be a fascinating case to see. Yeah, he was definitely one that I was that I had in mind that I was thinking about. That I had in mind when I mentioned Okorafor being the first guy off the bench. You know, I I would feel like that. There's a, a little bit of a message there. You know, Rose, like the you're you've got a two year head start on a kid who just literally just came to this place from another country, <laughs> and yeah. he has already sort of played his way into uh, that role ahead of you. Like that should set off some alarms. And and instead of I I really did expect Wheeler to be like frantic last night, and I, and again I I thought he looked silly. Yeah, it, it, I mean he picked up the. Was the flagrant one on him? Yes, for swinging his arm and hitting the guy. Kind of was that about, that was a hard one to to see. I didn't really like uh, when I was shooting. It was I, the right call. The guy got yeah, up under was, him and he just swung his arm and hit him. I thought it was funny too. Totally separate from him. We came back from halftime and they took a point away. Because yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, what happened here? So they really cannot win. <laughs> I was nothing. like, what is going on? Uh, no, I, I'm totally with you on Rosie. It, it's it's a little weird and I. There's in, in terms of the development piece that has not added up this season, that is just another example of someone who you thought would take a step forward and, and has not. Um, you know, another guy to me who's just very intriguing. I, I forever think JJ Trainer should is so athletic and long around the rim. And I know he hit a three or two yesterday, and like they were big shots. I I just think that man, if he really dedicated himself to being just around the circle and, and really focused on that. Like he he can be even like better than what he's giving. And I actually think he's been pretty solid lately. But you know, he's I don't have a stat on this, but if Louisville has completed an alley oop this year, it's they been did JJ. Last time? Yeah. Like yeah. JJ has been on the receiving end of like a majority of them this season. And he has that athleticism and length to do it consistently. I mean, some of that falls on him, too, you know, to, to aggressively attack the paint and keep going at it. But, you know, he, he's a guy who can really build on that part of his game and turn into a pretty good player. Uh, I am reading with uh, a tremendous amount of unease that I guess the United States has discovered a Chinese spy balloon over Montana. What? Yeah, this is a wild story. I think that they are considering shooting it down. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see us be on the uh, the receiving end of stuff like that. Uh, we've not usually had to deal with that. Uh, this, I don't I, I don't know what to make of the story. No, not going to find much in Montana though. That's true. That's true. Maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, go Grizz. Go Grizz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did want to quickly mention uh, the report that I guess has surfaced uh, today that you know Nick Saban having to replace Bill O'Brien as his offensive coordinator. And there's been a bunch of names thrown, replacing both coordinators, uh, a bunch of names tossed around. But the one that has emerged today, uh, is, and it seems like it's it's probably going to happen, Tommy Reese, the very young offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, the very recent player, for crying out loud, at Notre Dame, uh, is emerging as the leading candidate there. Uh, and it won 
this is the ugliness of college sports, man. You can complain about the players and all that stuff all the time and transfers and whatever. But like the day after signing day, offensive coordinator out. I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. And and I I think I read in more than one place that he was a big part of convincing Sam Hartman to go to Notre Dame. And now Sam Hartman's going to Notre Dame with a different offensive coordinator, most likely. But also kind of weird by Nick Saban, right? I didn't think Notre Dame was was anything to write home about offensively uh, with with Tommy Reese. Like he's okay, but mm-hmm. it's not like they were setting the world on fire. All of his other coordinator hires really lately, with from from Kiffin and Sarkeesian and and Brian Dable even uh, for a little while, uh, and Bill O'Brien. Like these guys have some real offensive chops. I didn't think Tommy Reese has anything like that. Did you? No, I didn't. And, and he strikes me as a guy who. Like, I, I don't think you necessarily would be worrying or expecting Tommy Reese to jump from Bama immediately to go to, like, another, like, a head coaching job or or something like that. Maybe there's some stability aspect to it. Like, it could be a guy who holds it down for a bit, but I, I don't know. It was kind of random to me as a whole because uh, Alabama's whole <laughs> MO of, like, almost being, like, this coaching rehabilitation clinic you go to for – a couple of years and you rise up the ranks and you get back to the job you really want eventually and, and Reese I don't think fits that bill at all you know there also have been reports that on the defensive side Nick Saban is uh, considering hiring Todd Grantham oh and, lord uh, and I have to say I want that very badly mm. and I and it and it makes me wonder is Instead of you know being motivated to sort of dig in and, and and catch Kirby Smart or whatever, has Nick Saban moved on to? It was too easy when I did it with good coaches, <laughs> and now what Nick Saban is doing is saying, the ne- the next phase that will show my real greatness. Now that Kirby's caught me in the real in the regular way, my real greatness will be shown by winning championships with coordinators you guys hate. Yeah. That would be impressive. Is that what's happening here? Like, I'll, Tommy Reese, who cares? I don't, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Todd Grant, the people hate you. I probably already hate you. Let's do it. I think it'd be great. I really want it. I think you should hire Todd Grant, them just screaming at each other on the sideline, dude. He is something else, man. He should hire Greg Roman. That's <laughs> his offensive coordinator. Also, is he, he's still looking for a job, right? I think so, yeah. I don't know what he's doing. He ain't with the Ravens anymore. That's what I'm happy about. But, what do you guys? Uh, what do you make uh, uh, as we're getting close uh, to wrapping up here of the the Indianapolis Colts apparently uh, both oh, moving yeah. on to a a potential third round of interviews, while at the same time uh, there seems to be uh, a coordinated effort to to try to uh, I think Greg Doyle is basically stating this is happening that there's like a media organized media blitz for Jeff Saturday. Uh, to be to be made the permanent head I, coach there. Uh, what do you make of, of what is happening there? I mean, is, is Jim Irsay basically like in love with Jeff Saturday? I think if I was in consideration for that job, I don't think I'd want it at this point. Like, uh, the fact that it's gone this far with Saturday and everything else that's come with it, like, man, if you want him that bad, just give him the job and I'll I'll wait it out for another one. It's like you know? the McCown saga with Houston the last few yeah. years. It was like Houston, they want McCown, but they're not going to hire him because of the backlash they might receive for it. Yeah, they that's, they introduced Amico today, right? Yeah, Amico officially. Yeah, it, it's it's strange, man. I mean, Ursay's only he has a long uh, character profile going on, but I, that whole situation has been so dumb to me from the minute it happened that they first of all they even put Jeff out there. I was just like that's not going to go over well and this is all just coming across as like yeah look we can interview these guys but this guy's my friend and I, I he's great he should be it if they go three rounds and still decide on jeff sari then they deserve what they get coming at this point well i think it's also a way for them to be like well look we even went an extra round of interviews and he still impressed us like we've well, ended out thing. like you think that it might add some sort of extra layer of yeah. credibility when it does just the opposite. Yeah, it's not point, working that way. That, like, that's the problem here at this point. Like, It does not matter who you hire now. That person is going to look settled for. Oh, yeah. And it, or at least uh, not supported by everybody. And you, you want to, even if it's not necessarily true. Like Once you settle on your person, 
Like you want to give that person the appearance of, of inevitability. Like, of course we hired this person. It should have been them all along and, they, and they're doing nothing uh, of the sort. The only other thing that I think is kind of interesting that's happened here is the Houston Texans hiring D'Amico Ryans and it coming out now that really it was a two team race that he was being pursued by both the Broncos and the Texans and opted for Houston instead of the freaking Broncos. Yeah. Which is, you know, has always been a great franchise, you know, I think in, in the NFL. It is shocking what has gone on there to where it's it's a place Russell Wilson is like this radioactive. Yeah, but, I mean they got Sean Payton out of it though. Which is interesting to me. Like that But so, they want but they had to, they wanted I know, to make a run first. But so that but that's interesting because coming into the well, off why would he do it? Well coming into the off season, I think if anybody said Sean Payton will be on the market, that's the top guy you wanted, right? Sure. Out of out of any yes. coaching yes. candidate. So it's very intriguing to me that an organization wanted D'Amico over over Sean Payton. And that's not taking anything away from D'Amico Rise. I think he's done a great job in San Francisco, but uh, maybe it speaks to how strongly teams think of him in these interviews that he's done. Uh, he did play for Houston. I don't know if that like factored into this. That, that might he, have like been something, but also like yeah, if you go to Denver, like first of all, Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. Right, like, you're right. tied to him. Like that's you got to figure that out. Like that's your that is your number. That's Sean Payton's number one job. Is like Russ. I've I know you're good somewhere. What the hell's going on? What happened here? What happened last year? Is this like your decline or was this a, is a blip? What do we gotta do to to fix this? Uh, so from Demico's standpoint, there he's got to go find a quarterback in Houston because they do not have one. Uh, whether that's in the draft or somebody else. And I don't know if he views that as more enticing than having to figure out if the veteran quarterback you're tied to contractually is declining or not. I'm not sure. But I do think him playing in Houston might have played a factor there. I just think it's amazing what has happened to the reputation of, of Russell Wilson oh, over, it's, the, over the course it of great. two years. You know, his last year in Seattle and then this year uh, with Denver, they, they are cratered. Uh, and, and now he's radioactive and coaches are literally fleeing. And they had to trade for Sean Payton, basically, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to give compensation uh, to get him. It's it's it is amazing how I've never seen anybody that I think was so kind of popular and positively viewed become so become a pariah like this without doing anything wrong. Yeah. You know, he didn't do anything criminal. He's or, just corny. Or, he's just dorky. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's just, you know, let's ride Broncos country. Let's ride. I mean, that thing got uh, took on a whole life of its own. Uh, and I, I thought he was great, you know, in his prime. I, I love watching him play. Uh, I still, I'm not really ready to call him done or, or cooked quite yet because I feel like another season of this has got to happen to do that. He's falling off the cliff. Yeah, but I mean, Sean, look, Sean Payton's a great offensive mind. I, I'm extremely intrigued to see like what kind of system they're going to try and and run with Russ to, to change it up. Uh, but Denver's like Denver's one of those places that's desperate to get back to competing and contending, big time. And the AFC West did all of this this year, spent all of this money, and made all of these moves, and the Chiefs are right back in the Super Bowl again. That's Why? gonna do it for us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow on the drive on the Thunderbolt.